Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, and I'm the head instructor and owner of Tiger Shulman in Smithtown. Now, for the next couple of episodes, I want to stay focused on the 90-day challenge. Last episode, I encouraged you to do the 90-day challenge. If you missed what the 90-day challenge is all about uh, and you want more information about it and so forth, please go listen to the last episode. This episode, my focus is going to be on tips and hints to help you do better, to help improve your performance and help make the transition that much easier for you. So that way, you'll have the best possible results. I've divided these into just a few different categories. Uh, The first thing that I would like to start with is some do's, things that you should do in order to help your challenge be that much smoother and that much better. The first among these, I'm sure was discussed with you and your instructor, and I think it's the most important thing you can do. By the way, all of these do's, all of these don'ts, all the hints that we're going to give out, they would apply to any journey of a fitness goal. I'm going to apply them to the 90-day challenge, but if the 90-day challenge uh, wasn't for you, if you're not close enough to a Tiger Shulman School to be a part of it, you can still apply these things to your fitness journey. Uh, so again, first thing first, be prepared. Right? If you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. Right? It's an extraordinarily cliche saying, but it's very true. Without a plan, without preparation, you're certainly not going to be successful. And this goes for everything that you do. So the first thing as a Tiger Shulman student that you want to do is plan your classes. Have your schedule. That's not only important during the 90 day challenge, but it's important during everything that we do. So make sure that not only do you have your schedule, but you're sticking to it. Secondly, of course, plan your meals. Plan when you are going to eat. Having a schedule in that is as important as everything else. Now, you can accomplish this one of a couple of ways. Number one, prepare a whole bunch of meals ahead of time. This is a great way to go about it. Some people take their Sundays, and that's how they spend Sunday, preparing a bunch of meals for the week. Right? Some people prepare just one to eat all week long. Some people prepare several different types of meals. But no matter what, they prepare, they prepare a whole bunch of them. So that way, they'll have food for the entire week. A second option would be to use meal prep services. This is what I use personally. Uh, I know that I have a limited amount of free time and I like to spend as much of it with my family as I can. So uh, to that end, I use a meal prep service. Very convenient. I don't find it any more expensive uh, than getting food for my uh, than getting food and preparing it myself. But again, the key thing is having a routine there, knowing when you're going to have your order in, knowing when you're either going to go pick up or they are going to deliver your meals, and then bringing those meals to where they need to be. Right? Like for me, I eat a, a significant portion of my meals at my school, so I make sure I have meals there in the fridge and in the freezer so I am prepared for the entire week. Don't forget when you're preparing meals to also prepare healthy snacks, right? The easiest uh, way to fall off track is to leave temptation all around. When you leave yourself perpetual healthy options of all different types, you'll have a much, much easier time. For more ideas as to what to have as healthy snacks, consult your 90-Day Challenge Nutrition Guide. You can also ask your instructor, uh, Sensei Ivorone, in the 90-Day Challenge Facebook group. 
Either way, uh, there's plenty of information available for you. Now, in terms of plans, don't have just one. Have a secondary plan. Have a tertiary plan. Because life happens. There's going to be things that throw you off track just by the nature of life. You're going to get stuck in a meeting longer than you planned to. Uh, there's going to be way more traffic than you thought. Kids are suddenly going to have an event at night. These things happen. So while you have a schedule for your classes, know what your backup classes are. If you know that Monday night was your number one class, but you know every now and again something comes up, but you know you could make that Tuesday night class if you absolutely needed to, have that Tuesday class in your mind as your secondary class. Make sure you're also doing the second, the, this secondary and tertiary plan for your meals. A very simple way to accomplish this is to make extra of whatever you make and then freeze it. Or if you use a meal prep service, buy extra and freeze it. This way, it's always there. Uh, if you come home and you're hungry, uh, you're not going to go for a quick and filling, which read fat and not healthy. Uh, you're going to go for what you already have. All you've got to do is pop it in the microwave. Another great option as far as for snacks and so forth would be to use something like Nutribio's meal replacement powder right, or Quest bars. Uh, with that being said, for my wife for years, she works an unpredictable schedule, can sometimes be at work much later than she anticipated. So she kept a jug of the meal replacement powder and a shaker cup in her desk. So she found herself there and having not eaten for hours, it was a great option for her to just get the calories in and keep her metabolism going. The second tip that I wanted to talk about, the second do, would be water. I personally believe in using a water bottle. I use a reusable water bottle. Uh, I get them in obnoxiously bright colors. Why? So that way it's always right there in front of my face, very difficult to forget, and it's easy to track. I know that my water bottle is 32 ounces, so I know how many of those I need to have on a daily basis, and I know how many I've had throughout the day. So it's very easy for me to get back on task, to stay on task with staying hydrated. It serves as a constant reminder. Some people don't want to use a reusable water bottle or they drink disposable. That's fine. Again, a bottle there will serve as a reminder. If it's always there and it's always in your face, it's easy to remember to stay hydrated throughout the day. Or if you get in that habit, magically as you do, you're going to notice, hey, there's not a bottle on my desk or my bottle's empty. So I have to make sure uh, that I am replacing that and getting myself back on track. Now, the next do that I have written down here is to stay consistent, right? This is the secret for success in everything that you do, whether we're talking about your training, whether we're talking about your nutrition. Why? Think about it. It's so very important, right? Think about everything that you've done in your life. When you stay the course, you're far more likely to be successful. If you have a routine that you follow all the time, it's so easy to stay on track, right? Like your car keys. If you're the type of person who's perpetually losing their car keys, the most important thing you can do to solve that problem is be consistent. Consistently put those keys in the same spot day after day after day. In two, three weeks, you'll never be looking for your keys anymore because they'll always be in that spot. And the same is true for this journey. Another do that I've written down here, find support. 
It's very easy these days to find support all over. Not only do you have the great community within your own school, the group of people who are also taking and conquering this challenge, but with Tiger Showman's as a whole, all within reach, thanks to social media, it's so much easier to have support. The 90 Day Challenge has its own Instagram. Uh, They're at 90 Day Challenge 2020. It's very easy to follow them, stay motivated. Uh, Sensei Ivorone features videos from all over Tiger Shulman, so you may even see your own school. In addition, uh, there's also the Facebook group, which Sensei Ivorone should have sent you a link to if you were a part of the 90 Day Challenge. There, I see constantly people sharing ideas, uh, putting different questions out there, and having people to lean on and stay accountable to. Another great thing Sensei Ivorone is doing there are weekly digital meetings. Every Sunday, people are able to meet on Facebook Live with him, ask questions, give feedback. He has a topic every, uh, every week. It's been very, very helpful to this point. The next thing to definitely do, keep a food journal. This is so important. Right? This is the other end of the spectrum. This is the other end that your instructor doesn't get to see on a daily basis. They get to see you on the mat and see the training that you're doing. They get to answer those questions very easily. They can look back, okay, listen, you missed three classes in the last two weeks. No wonder you're not seeing the results you want. But they don't have access to what you're doing outside the school. So keep a food journal and then be consistent. Some people, this means they want to write a food journal down in a physical book and that's a-okay but don't be afraid to use technology either there are so many great applications out there to help you track your food and at the end of the day you also have something called the notes app in every phone despite how some people sometimes forget about that uh, very important app you can use your notes app you can use a google document you could even just write it in in an email every week and send it to yourself Make it easier for yourself to be consistent. Now, some other uh, suggestions that I gathered through the years, uh, one being weekly pictures. Why? For a very simple reason. This way you have a digital flipbook of your progress throughout the 90-day challenge. You can see the progress you're making week to week. You look at yourself in the mirror every single day. You're not going to notice the daily changes. But... If you take a picture every week, the same day every week, the same time every week, you'll be very able to see the difference that you're making. Additionally, know yourself. Know what are your triggers. What are the things that tempt you? What environments you're going to be in uh, that can pull some of the worst habits out of you. If you know that when you get home, you immediately sit down on the couch and it's very hard for you to get, uh, uh, get moving again, Don't sit on the couch on a night that you have class. Start doing things around the house. So that way, you don't get stuck in that bad habit. If you know that when you go uh, to to this one specific friend's house to watch the game on Sundays, you know the spread there is terrible, bring food that you can snack on and not feel so guilty about. Know yourself. If you know when I feel this way, I tend to eat stuff like this, When I feel like this, I tend to get lethargic and not exercise. Be aware of those patterns so you can set yourself up ways to circumvent those feelings. Again, ask questions. I would avoid Google for a very simple reason. Like I mentioned last episode, there are millions of diets out there. And when you search for 
quote, healthy recipes on Google. You're going to get keto healthy recipes. You're going to get carnivore healthy recipes. You're going to get stuff that really isn't that healthy. Right? Instead, I would again defer back to social media. Follow that 90 Day Challenge Instagram page. Be a part of that group. Ask your instructor and fellow students. This one, personally, I love. Reward yourself at the end of the challenge. Like, I have a tradition at the end of every 90 Day Challenge. I buy myself a couple of cool t-shirts that I like. And I don't get to wear them until the end of the 90 Day Challenge. They're my reward for my extreme discipline during that time. Find ways to do that for yourself. Here's a tip on this, though. Don't make it, I'm going to go splurge on $100 worth of Domino's and ice cream. <laughs> make it something that's going to continue this healthy lifestyle for you. Now, for some don'ts. Don't make food choices when you're hungry. Right? Why? Because quick does not always equal good. If you were prepared ahead of time, like I discussed earlier, and you have those frozen meals ready for you, okay, that's different. Then you've only got to choose between this healthy option and that healthy option. But don't make food options, uh, food choices, I should say, on the fly while you're hungry. Because while you're hungry, your body craves fat to make you feel full faster and longer, not nutrition. Make sure that you leave yourself options so you're not making these food choices when you're hungry. Next, don't let one bad meal, one bad day, whatever, throw you off. Think about it this way. You're trying to be disciplined for 90 days. What difference does one meal in 90 days make if you're eating six meals a day? You're talking about one-sixth of one day. That's such a small percentage. Don't let yourself throw yourself completely off course just because you had one bad afternoon. It doesn't undo the progress you've made to this point unless you let it start a new pattern. Just get back on the horse and keep going. Next, don't weigh yourself every day. This is a tremendous pitfall that people fall into when it comes to fitness journeys because they step on that scale day after day and they get frustrated when the numbers are fluctuating up and down. Well, of course. You want to weigh in weekly, the same day every week, a consistent time, consistent clothes, and a consistent scale. Why? Very simple. You want to measure apples to apples. If you don't do that, you don't have accurate information. You want to make sure that for some people, like to weigh in in my school, for example, they bring the same shorts, the same t-shirt they weigh in after the same class every week. Because that way, they know where they started and they can compare accurate data. Another mistake people make when they're talking about weigh-ins is they jump scales. They'll weigh themselves on Wednesday night after class. And they'll say, well, this morning on my scale at home, I was two pounds lighter. And I'll ask them then, how many times have you eaten between now and then? How much water have you drank between now and then? Of course you weigh more on this scale. Plus, not all scales are exactly the same. There's always a little bit of difference. Don't bargain with yourself. One of the most dangerous sentences you can utter to yourself during the 90-day challenge begins with, I train so hard, so I... Don't fall into that trap. Once you start bargaining with yourself where it's okay to fall off track, you're going to keep falling off track. Don't start a bad pattern that you don't want. With that being said, uh, one subject I did want to cover here briefly is the idea of cheat meals. 
people have heard the idea of cheat meals from uh, all sorts of nutritional programs out there uh, when they hear celebrities and, and uh, other broadcasters who are on different diets. They talk about, well, I had my cheat meal. A cheat meal is for basically the world of bodybuilding when they're eating grilled chicken, brown rice, broccoli five times a day. And the sixth meal of the day is egg whites and oatmeal. They do that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on end. One meal every week, they have whatever they want because that flood of fat to their system as a bodybuilder gives them a pump like they just lifted. If you're living a normal life, you're not a bodybuilder eating only grilled chicken, brown rice, broccoli. There's no such thing as scheduled cheat meals. Now, I want you to understand the difference between a cheat meal and life. You're going to a birthday party. Like, I'm Italian. My family always has, a, has birthday dinners. I know I'm going to cross three of them during the 90-day challenge. To that end, I know that I don't have control over what my family decides to make in those birthday dinners. So there's a cheat meal. That's life. I don't plan for that. I don't say, okay, I've bargained myself uh, with myself so much because I was so disciplined that I get this one bad meal. I just know it's part of life. And I'll go back to what I said earlier about getting right back on the horse after that one meal that was off. Now, during any fitness journey, it's normal for a little frustration to build. But don't let yourself get frustrated. Progress can be very small. Normal body fat loss is only between 1 and 2 pounds every week. It's much bigger at the beginning for a simple reason. You're making a drastic change and your body reacts violently to changes in homeostasis. That's why you drop a bunch of water weight in the beginning. Really, you're not dropping body fat. You're dropping numbers on the scale. But eventually, it levels out to those 1 or 2 pounds every week. Plateaus are a normal thing during any journey like this for a week or two. Remember what we talked about in the first episode, that the 90-day challenge isn't about the number on the scale. This is why I suggest you take that picture every week. Because if you get too into the idea of weight loss and you hit a little stall, well, now you get really frustrated. You start to, to scream that things aren't working instead of just staying the course and staying consistent and being able to see how your pictures change. If it lasts more than a couple of weeks, ask your instructor for help. And this is another reason why a food journal is so important. As an instructor, I can see what you're doing on the mat. When it comes to that food journal, that's my way to be able to see the other half of the puzzle. Think about it like a jigsaw puzzle. You can't ask someone to solve the puzzle with only half the pieces. That's what your instructor has if you don't have a food journal to give them. That's why it's important to do it. And that's also why it's important to stay consistent with it. So you have consistent feedback throughout the challenge. Now, I asked for some feedback on social media. I asked people for comments, some tips, some do's and don'ts uh, that they had during their own 90-day challenge journeys. So let me get to some of those. So my first tip comes from Frank, one of my students. Uh, he says, don't starve yourself. Make healthier eating choices and increase your water intake. Remember that this is meant to kick off a journey to a healthier lifestyle, not just a 90-day competition. That's great advice. Starving yourself is one of the greatest mistakes people can make. Hopefully your instructor has covered with you uh, starvation mode and what that is. If not, 
throw that into Google. That's one of those safe things to Google. And you'll learn a little bit more about that and why it's so important to keep our engine burning rather than starving ourselves and stopping meals. Of course, we covered water intake and healthier choices. And I firmly agree with his statement to remember, this is about kicking off a healthier lifestyle, not just the next 90 days. My next tip comes from Alex. Creating a routine is important. The routine is developed over only a couple of weeks of consistent work at the specific goal. Start with small goals and just do your best at thinking outside your normal box of thoughts. It's not a 90-day life reset. Some people think about this challenge with too much change in mind too soon. Start with small tasks to set, a, to set in order to help you reach small achievements, therefore boosting your confidence and helping this 90-day challenge create a springboard into an overall healthier lifestyle. Instead of changing a lot of things at once, maybe just wake up and go to sleep a half hour earlier to give more sleep in your routine and give yourself an extra 30 to 45 minutes a day to get some quick, healthier snacks together for yourself. So that's a great idea to make small little changes week by week. You don't have to uh, completely uh, make the biggest 180 in your life. Start with small changes. You'd be amazed how quickly those small changes can make a difference. So next I have from Sue. Right? Sue suggests drinking water all day, which again is great advice. Think back to my tip about the water bottles and why that's so important. Next, this one comes from Warren. Warren says, I think the best advice you can give is don't lie to yourself. It's easy to make it look like you're eating healthy on paper by omitting certain things, but you're only hurting your goals and yourself in the long run. Again, great advice. Like I said, being consistent and staying on top of things. Uh, in an honest fashion in that food journal is so important. I've been handed some immaculate food journals in my, in my time, only to have people walk away whispering, well, I didn't put all the wings and chocolate and chips that I had this week on the, on the, uh, the journal. Well, then you're only hurting yourself. Next, uh, this one comes from Gabe. Best advice, no pizza on cheat days. Gabe, rewind a little while, listen to why cheat days aren't a thing. <laughs> Moving on. This one comes from Rob. How about, what is the 90-day challenge? Rob, go back, listen to episode one for me, (laughs) and you'll have the answer to your question. Now, I do have one more very well-written bit of commentary from Denny. I think this was one of the uh, most well-spoken points that was asked uh, when I asked these questions. So I wanted to read this one in its entirety, and I wanted this one to hit last for you. This is from Denny. More from a mom's perspective, since I'm now full of baby weight again. Uh, for your information, Denny is uh, 33 weeks pregnant at this point and has been off the mat for a good little while because of it. There's your background. Back to her comment. She goes, And I know John and Gino have recently returned from injuries, and I have no idea how I'm going to be once this little princess comes out. I think that reassurance that you can get back to where you were and even better is so important during the challenge. The frustration is real and it's so easy to give up on the second and even the third time around while you're trying to get back into the groove, lose weight, tone up, and I think sometimes your body just needs its time to do its thing. And she writes here, hello mom hormones. (laughs) Sometimes it's not about the number on the scale. I think it's important to just feel better about yourself and truly appreciate those little victories every week. 
I know I struggle with my body so badly after Gunner, her firstborn son, and I'm right back there again with now abdominal and back issues. If you can get through the 90-day challenge and do more push-ups and feel stronger and be more confident, etc., that I think that is something. Exactly. Man, that sums up my feelings in the 90-day challenge perfectly. It's not just about a, it's not just about those 90 days. It's not just about the numbers on the scale. It's about the goals you conquered during that time. It's about changing your life a little bit for the healthier. So, that brings me to the end of what I have for you guys today. Remember, uh, you can find me. I can be reached via email, senseileonelli at gmail. Uh, you can find me on social media, at senseileonelli on at Sensei underscore Leonelli, excuse me, on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school uh, online. We're at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. And on Instagram and Twitter, we're at tsmma underscore Smithtown. Uh, you can find more information about Tiger Shulman's at tsk.com. Please, if you guys could rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to. I've distributed it just about everywhere the podcasts go. That would mean a lot, and it would certainly help the podcast. Please subscribe so you get new episodes uh, whenever they come. And uh, with that being said, for myself and uh, my co-host Slade, who I'm sure you've heard wandering around the podcast studio, until next time, I'll see you guys on the mat.